Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situationships and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. Real-life couple of comedians. <laughs> and on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Andy laughed because I gave him a look because his tone when he said it was like kind of like grave and like very, I was like, okay, you about to hit somebody? It no, was a lot. No, no, I was, that was my Nick Nolte, I guess. <laughs> okay, so that makes me Eddie Murphy. <laughs> in well, 48, 48 hours, hours. <laughs> yeah, that, that's can i tell you where my brain went with that you said grave and then he there was a short-lived epics show oh which is now mgm plus Ooh, we're not i ain't got time for another plus because we got we got to stop with all the pluses everybody <laughs> got a plus and i'm gonna tell you it's a minus <laughs> we're not advertising for that it's, a, <laughs> it's barely a null set uh but he was on the show where he played a politician whose last name was Graves. I guess oh, the show was called I re- Graves. I remember what you were talking. I do. I vaguely remember, like most things, like most shows on that channel, I remember a billboard. Uh-huh. I've never seen, but I do know an image, a black background, the you know profile of a man, a rugged man. If it's not a profile of a man, it's not a movie I want to see. It's not a TV show I want to see. <laughs> well, I mean, it's certainly it's not a it's not a loaded limited series drama on a plus streamer or cable. If it's not about a rugged man and a profile of a rugged man, yeah. while also featuring a picture of a man in profile. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because the picture in profile tells you it is a profile. Yeah. You see? Uh, everyone else, you had your time. Yeah, we're back time. to the troubles and travails of older white men, okay? That's what we're doing now. Okay, are we saying back? Yes. From the man who's watched all seasons of Bosch uh-huh. and has eaten up Bosch Legacy? I don't think it ever ended. <laughs> I don't think it ever ended. But I'm talking about, like, there were shows that, like, showed every other kind of identity in America for about three years. Three years. We gave people a shot. It's over. <laughs> it's over, folks. Back to white men. Oh, God. Isn't yeah. life not dystopian so naomi speaking of not dystopian but actually ironically dystopian Mm -hmm. our neighbors 
So we is that, have is that too, too far? It's so funny because you guys, we, you know, I feel like if you listen to this podcast over the years, we always got a problem with a neighbor. And you know what? Consider that our brand. But these neighbors, it's not like any like real problems, but it's that they're like, they're very young. They're really giving 24, 25 Young and giving narcissistic personality disorder. Yes, like they're the ones who, they have people over who always park in our space if we're not there. So there's been several occasions where we've come back from a show and somebody in our spot. And you know, this is behind the house. These are marked spaces. It is what you pay for when you live here. So you can't just be parking up in everybody's space. And when I tell you these children... They will walk <laughs> like a fucking daisy So yeah, so come so, some once we've come back, they're in the car. We're behind them because we're turning into what we think is our space. There's a car there, so we just sitting there waiting. They just chit 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 chatting in the car. But yesterday specifically, so we're going to our friend's birthday party at an outdoor bar, no ceiling over the patio. And you know my babe was in a K in ninety five. Of course, no games. Of course, I'm not fucking around. So okay, so. We're going to our friend's birthday party and we leave and they're coming. So basically this, I've never seen this before anywhere outside of California, but basically like in between the houses is the driveway to wherever your spot is. And there is no extra room everywhere else that I've lived. There's always some kind of room or like a raised sort of mini little sidewalk platform or something, something. for someone to walk. Something. But there's no there's nothing. So we're leaving, we're going down the driveway and our neighbor walks out. And I don't know if it was her or her friend. Uh-huh. Cuz that's the thing. I think it was one of her friends cuz again they're young and they're trying to be cute. Okay? So they leaving the house. She came out. She they're very like modely. They're very long and live and fashiony and like wearing stuff where you're like, "Is that a trash bag? But how are you making it work?" <laughs> like they're very high fashion. Right. If Versace <laughs> did the Missy Elliott garbage bag thing. Sin chip it. You got to sin chip. That's the key. So, but we're literally, you know, the headlights are on. Andy's there. We're both in the car. We're you can see car. us. You can see everybody. She, so they come out. And so she's there. You know, if you came out your side door and there was a car, wouldn't you like move? Go either, back in. Either go back in. Go behind where we are. Right. Go flush against the wall so the car can go by. Because there's like a little tiny like... If for lack of a better term, a flower bed ain't got nothing in it. But like, but we would kind of be against the side. We didn't expect her to go to the flower bed. But no, but there's a little space, meaning you don't have to go in, but you can go up against your door. You will not get hit by Here's car. the options. I'm just going to give you all the options, okay? Go back in. Go, stand on the step of where you just came out of. Yep. Go flush against the house if you really want to. Yep. Or, because we were not moving at the moment, because I stopped, because yeah. there was a human being there. You walk behind where the car is or to the side of the car. Yeah. Any of these options, any of these options, Naomi, are perfectly good options. And you know which one she picked? None of the above. Standing she there to stand. Dead-eyed, staring at us. Staring at us. <laughs> and it was just like, and just standing there. And that's why I think I was like, do you not live here? Because like, I mean, she was waiting for her friend, I guess, to go to the back, to that car. But it was like, move out the way. And so then, and then, so she just standing there. So yeah, we see the like, DMX. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then the other girl come out. So now we got two people. <laughs> Just staring at, but and both then, staring at us dead eyed. But no, the one girl's dead eyed. The other girl, she coming out. She can't care less. And sh- the door is open, and they kind of chat. And you know, the whole I, I'm imagining again. I can't hear the conversation, but it's that real kind of you know before you go out. You got everything. You're doing whatever. Okay, what are we doing now? And then you know, so they're kind of having this chat, and we just sitting in our car. <laughs> and I'm thinking about like, and this is what I, this is my problem with it. I don't care if you play your music real loud all night long. I don't care if I hear every word of every phone call because you probably heard some of mine. Like, all that kind of stuff don't bother me. Probably hearing this right now. 
I hope so. Honestly, I hope they're subscribers. Um, my big pet peeve is like having no regard for shared space. And that includes like the street, the sidewalk, the back of the house, like any kind of things when people like, you know, fucking don't walk with a sense that like they're sharing the sidewalk when somebody is like, where you're like, you see us staring at you and you don't think that like we got somewhere to be or at the very least like, oh, these people are trying to leave and my body is in their way. And obviously I think she didn't think it was in the way. She was like, because a lot of people in LA, the same way you, you be driving and somebody just opened the driver's side door, they just think that like they got all the room in the world to do what they want to do. Oh yeah, this is part of my new stand-up routine. People in Los Angeles <laughs> have terrible spatial recognition facilities. All That's right? going to be a killer bit. Spatial recognition? Okay, science man. <laughs> so... I don't think she knew she was in the way, but I think that she should have known by us not moving. Because obviously we're not moving so as not to hit her. She should know us not moving means she got to get out the fucking way. Get from in front of the car. Get from in front of the car. Get from in front of the car. How hard is it? And people just don't be, they, don't, they just, you see what I'm saying? I don't want to even generalize this to people. I'm this specific person staring at me dead-eyed just standing there like some kind of like crash test dummy i know and it was just like and i couldn't believe it and i just thought and like it was just like you you guys and maybe it sounds like we're uh complaining over minutia second part of our brand <laughs> but also you have no idea like how long this standoff was it was like so many minutes where you're just like could you guys just move like move over like you see a car and they just did not care and that to me is also on board with the same people who are parking your parking spot and not move and not ask. And they did it to one of the other neighbors. Naomi, I want to ask you a quick question. Not to pivot, but. Oh, you got to pivot, Ross Skeller. But do you feel like Megan Thee Stallion is stepping on your, speaking of brands, stepping on your brand by uh, doing a rap about depression? She did a rap about depression? I don't, this is the first time hearing <laughs> oh, this. Oh, this just came out, yes, this just came out yesterday. You know I'm not up on nothing, so you, he's like, of course I do. Well, this is what's going to kill me. I don't care if she's doing a rap about depression. That's not my wheelhouse. But what I am going to be mad about is, like, she going to be the face of depression. The same way Conan did a podcast and was like, the birth of podcast. I don't like when a famous person starts talking about shit the rest of us dealing with, and suddenly they become the face of the struggle. Because you know what? Your struggle ain't as bad with the money you got in your pocket. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I understand depression does not pick you based on your tax bracket. However, I think based on your tax bracket, you have access to a lot more resources a lot quicker than everybody else. Mm. I, must, I said what I said. <laughs> so that's my hot take based on something I haven't even heard. That's me, Andy. Speaking of hot takes, if you want to hear more hot takes, <laughs> we have a Patreon now. Yes, we do. SAG is still striking. and As of uh, today, Saturday when we're recording, they were like, we got an email, you know, all the members where it's like, so we received a counter from the AMPTP that says last, best, and final offer. And we'll regroup. And it's like, you know. Hold on. Sorry. Lord How mercy. dumb is the AMPTP? They did that with WGA like six weeks ago. And we said, fuck off. And then we got a better offer. I know. So what What do they, th do they think that we have the memories of Goldfish? Well, I think, remember, it's a different union. And I don't, you know, I, I, I hope for the best with SAG. But I also think that because this is the first time SAG has struck in decades, you have a, a negotiating committee who may not be as used to all this. You know what I'm saying? Like they might be, they, they think that they can maybe try to scare them. 
But I think that's what AMPGP thinks. They're like, well, this group of people we can play. They lived through the last six weeks. These aren't newborns. It's Fran Drescher and Crabtree, okay? Duncan Crabtree hyphen Ireland. <laughs> they still... His name is still very funny to me. Oh, no, of course it is. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Him being fluent in Spanish. Yeah. And answering a Spanish language outlets. Like, they existed six weeks ago to see the exact same the ex, the exact same strategy fail for the AMPTP. I know, sister. I know, sister. So what is like... It's just like... I, I'm like, I, can't, I just don't know whether it's just like, well, they have to because they have to just play out the drama and they feel they're stuck in this kind of Nordic myth cycle that they have to like until Ragnarok comes around they have yeah, to just that's keep AMPTV. they have to just keep playing their parts I don't, yeah. I don't know they're what. in a Nordic myth cycle no you're correct Andy I love that you know they're, <laughs> they're the Lokis and uh, the and Sag is Thor like I don't know what's going on okay because it just baffles me just fucking make a deal just give like give up you're not gonna win you need to make TV and you need actors to make the TV okay? well that's the thing especially like you need actors not just to make the TV but I will say you know, one of the big things, you need actors to promote the TV and the movies. You know, when you got nine million things on, when the ability for the stars to actually show up and talk about the things they care about, like, you got to be telling a difference, you know, having like a lack of publicity than you did, you know, pre-strike. So you can't, like, stop playing these games, AMPTP, but you know what? Anyway, they so love to play them. The they point love is, to play them. we have a Patreon. Two extra episodes a month, plus some other fun stuff. We just did a Zoom hang with everyone. And uh, you can go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Five bucks. Five bucks. Support a striking actor. And support a writer supporting a striking actor. <laughs> okay, let's get to the guest, Andy. Okay, because this was huge. This conversation, this first time meeting for mm-hmm. both of us, mm-hmm. for all of us, you know, this like lifted me up. This really like it gave me energy for the day. It gave me hope. And I just think you got to pay that forward, honey. Yes. Who was our guest today, Naomi? You've already heard her dulcet tones. The one, the only, Nia DaCosta. Yes. yes, honey. Director Nia DaCosta, who directed the newest Candyman film, mm. who also directed The Marvels, which drops November 10th, okay? This she Friday. She is doing it. This Friday, if you're downloading this, the day it comes out. Which you better be. <laughs> yeah, if you... If you're not, what are you doing with your life? I'm excited for this movie. This yeah. is like, honey, this is, look, put on your N95, roll up, support Nia's work. You know how we do? You could even go to an early screening. No spray, N95, portable air purifier. We're going to, of course, always suggest you do these things. We're always going to tell you about the layered approach to protection. Yes. In a world that has given up. Yes. Layered, pro- <laughs> that's why I wear seven condoms. <laughs> that's exactly why you wear seven condoms. Because you got to have a layered approach to, perfe- to perfection. <laughs> A layered approach to perfection. I really love the Ms. Marvel TV show. Yes. Uh, Amani Volani was great. Yes. And she is in the Marvels along with Tiana Paris, who I loved. I mean, she's been out here being perfect for forever. But most recently, I loved her in They Clone Tyrone. Oh, my God. So, I mean, of course, we all know Brie Larson. So, you know, this one is, I think it's going to be a banger. And also, Nia DaCosta, she's good. Mm -hmm. She's good. So, without further ado, why don't we roll it? Okay, Nia, b- before we started, you, you were about to yeah. compliment me, so let's just pick up. Oh my god, okay, so I, first of all, I listen to this podcast, I love it so much, I also love that you guys are like, we're a couple, we're a real life couple, and a couple of comedians, it makes me, just my heart warm, um, but Naomi, I heard you on a podcast, like, years ago, it was, um, the two something girls, two dope queens, two dope queens, wow, I just thought you were the funniest, 
person I'd ever heard of in my life. I was dying. And so every time you do something amazing, like your Netflix thing and then uh, Mythic Quest, which I also love, I'm just like, it's Naomi who was talking about her Jubu. So also Andy. This is why I did put on a little makeup this morning. See, I said, Andy, I'm meeting me at Costa. I got to have a base face. Okay, just a baseline face. I'm very curious. So you're from Harlem too, right? Yeah, I was born in Brooklyn, but raised mostly in Harlem, yeah. Okay. What? Where did you go to high school? What was your high school? Situation? Oh, I went to boarding school in Westchester. Boarding. So, so you're uh, one of yeah. me because I went to Dalton on the Upper East and I wondered if oh, you were a yeah, private girl. school girl. Mm, listen, I almost went to Spence. Okay. Uh, and then were you like, I can't have all girls? Because that was my thing No, they wanted to hold me back. They wanted to hold me back a year. And I literally at that age, I think it was 11 or 12, I was like, that feels racist. Um, <laughs> because I came from public school and they were like, well, you can go. And my mom, to her credit, was like, it's your choice. You can either go to Spence or we can like, you know figure out like boarding school blah blah yeah i was like girl i'm not staying back with these idiots i was already too precocious <laughs> like, i was like no way um wow. yeah i would have i don't think i would have enjoyed upper east side uh did you enjoy dalton no <laughs> yeah i feel like you did it i was like that doesn't seem like no no not at all that's what I'm saying, but, like, but i can't believe like boarding school was better was it ultimately because like so i went to two the first one was hot trash um really not giving what needed to be given mainly people of color, uh, not <laughs> happening there. There was one non-white teacher who was black and she was the mother of the only black, black student. day student. Uh, there were more black boarding students. Um, cause I, I, I basically found out about that school through a thing called a better chance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about this, um, which basically helps like kids and, like, well, this is like what I had growing up was prep for prep, yeah. not growing like we're mm. apart, but prep for prep yeah. was the big one. Okay, yeah. So that sort of thing. So that thing, yeah. Yeah. So we all came, we're like, hey guys. And they were like, we're in Connecticut and we hate black people. So, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I was so innocent and open hearted. And then I, it completely shut me down. Yeah, that's um, what it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. checked out for Connecticut, by the way. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, awful. But Andy, you're from Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I am. Okay. And yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> your guys' experience except for, uh, for Jews. Like yeah. yes, it's the uh, yeah. experience of like having to explain matzah every year mm. and mm. Hanukkah and right, which was just I mean something we always talk about how like, how like you know me going to Dalton I was like what do you mean Jews are a minority like I had no idea <laughs> like growing up that was not I in didn't, New York yeah going to Dalton I was yes. really like the numbers are up they're thriving and I don't was like, no. I don't think I knew that 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 was happening elsewhere in the country I mean obviously there's a lot of anti-Semitism in New York City but like. I learned how to make latkes in middle school. I learned, like, we had a menorah. You know, like, I literally would be like, I'm Jewish, so I can get matzo ball soup. You know, like, at boarding school. So, like, I didn't know, like, what was going on. And, of course, now it's, like, an awful, awful time, like, um, culturally. But, like, I was... uh, I would say it's an awful time since uh, 17... Mm -hmm. 87. Okay, we're going back to 1787. <laughs> I like this. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's... I mean, my friend of mine today was like, everyone's acting like this is brand new. Like, this is... Everyone's being crazy. And I'm like, everyone is being pretty yeah, horrendous. So... We're not going to get into the darkness, Nia. No. No, we'll, no, we're not. Let's get to other... like Different uh, darkness. Different darkness, <laughs> which is... Because I'm curious about this, that you said, like, you were you were kind of like an open-hearted person, and then this, this boarding school <laughs> process kind of just... Uh, yeah. I'm making um, a... A gesture with my hands of a uh, vice of, grip <laughs> of, of just a narrowing of your yes, soul. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. I, I'm imagining and what I'm trying to visualize your soul just being yeah. like maybe or crushed between uh, like in 
Temple of Doom where, uh, mm. you know, the walls are closing in on yeah. uh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Except for me, it's like between like a lacrosse stick and like a fucking Birkenstock. I was like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know, like just all the symbols of like waspy wealth. Um, yeah, I mean, that was my first boarding school, though, and it was really unpleasant. And I learned a lot about like. Again, leaving New York City public schools, we're like, yes, there's racism, but Jesus Christ, like, yeah. we're all just kind of, like, vibing out, you know, like, and then to go to, like, that school, and then people to be like, oh, like, he's hot for an Asian, or, uh-huh. like, or to be like, Ooh. I don't know where you come from, but, you know, like, that kind of energy, where I was yeah. like, I, I, New York, I don't know what that even <laughs> supposed to mean. Yeah. Um, but my second boarding school was awesome it was much closer to the city it was in westchester i loved it it was much more diverse it was liberal arts it was like you know it was a bubble within a bubble within a bubble but like it was it was i I loved it it was great and like some of my just switch in high school like was that you said the first one was middle school so my first one is a junior high so it ends in ninth grade anyway and then i went from 10th to 12th to another one yeah okay okay Yeah, yeah and now did you like being away from home kind of once you get used to you know boarding school was that Mm. better for you did you ever kind of miss home (laughs) of it all and i just wonder this is someone who never went to boarding school i loved it so much Um, (laughs) i loved it um i mean my parents also like got divorced when i was nine and it was was, like dramatic so part of me was like goodbye i don't want to be around this Uh um and so i love being away from home i also was someone who when i was like six would just leave my house so I could walk home by my walk to school by myself and my mom would be like where the hell is my child and I'd be like down the block like do 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 like so um so um I wasn't very independent it's like 1995 you're fully living single at the age of six (laughs) because I was like like, walking these streets once the police had to find me it was really yeah so I I left well I really wanted to walk path mark (laughs) no this is when I lived in Queens actually so I so I lived, so I was uh, Brooklyn for two years and then Queens and my parents split up. And so when I was nine, I moved to Harlem. And then that was like the rest of my like childhood and you know, early adulthood. But um, I really wanted to walk from my um, my school to my after school by myself. And so I like looked, I waited for them to all leave looking out of the cafeteria window. And then I was like, and I got so lost. And then like an hour later, I finally show up and I found it. I was so proud of myself. And then this plainclothes police officer was like, Nia. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> He took my ass right home. My mom was like, I remember her holding like a chicken. She was like cooking. She was so mad. And I was oh like, hee hee, but I made it. So oh, wow. yeah, I'm very silly. So, okay. Mm. You referred to yourself as precocious. And I'm wondering, is that just something natural? Like, is that just how you formed yes, as a person? Yes, she wanted to walk well, no, no, by but, I'm at, but sometimes people for, become precocious, like they have to become adults earlier because I like, see what the situation. and I wanted to know, is it, a, is it a kind of just like biological thing? Is it mm. nature or nurture, I guess yeah. is what I'm getting uh-huh. at. Uh, definitely both. I think, I think I always was very um, curious, inquisitive, really watching my surroundings, wondering why people acted the way they did. I remember the first time an adult lied in front of me and it was about me. I was like, weird that they are allowed to do that. I I was really young. I was like maybe six or seven or maybe eight. And I was like, the hell? Like the first time I realized, I must have been six or something. Do you remember what they lied Um, about? Oh yeah, absolutely. Burned my memory. It was my friend's mom. We don't, I don't know them anymore, so I'll talk shit. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> I had left my backpack at her house by mistake and she was dropping me off. And I told her while we were driving back to my house, and I was like, Oh, I forgot my backpack. And she looks into the rearview mirror and she goes, we're not going back. And I was like, okay. And then we get to the door and she goes, 
Nia forgot her backpack and I told her we should go back, but she was like, no, don't need. And I was so stunned, the brazenness of it. And also to kind of feel like, oh, you think so little of me that you don't believe I will stand up for myself, which I didn't. (laughs) I never said anything. (laughs) Um, Or like, not even you think so little of me, but like, this is my position in society. As a kid, I was thinking about that. Like when people said children should be seen, not heard. Mm -hmm. I was like, why? Like, I don't understand. Like, I also didn't want kids from a very young age. I was like, they're crazy. And now I've learned because it was all trauma uh, for me, at least not wanting kids. So I'm like open to it now. But at the time I was like looking at my cousins, like they're crazy. Why would I want that? (laughs) that That's my life. Um, And my mom was like, people used to say that about you. I was like, ouch. <laughs> it's interesting. It's not just lying, but that's like betrayal. That at an betrayal. Early age, yeah. you were betrayed. Yeah, but also on something that's like minor enough that I don't think you need it to lie, right? Like 100%. Being, it, it'd be different. It was like something where it's like you lied on some bullshit. I can't imagine what you would do with some high stakes situations. Yeah, <laughs> like this yeah. adult, you know, like it's something yeah. like oh, you can't be trusted because absolutely this isn't not. Yeah, even a thing worth lying over. Did you yeah. ever get revenge on this person? <laughs> on, this, on this person's No, I don't know how her life played out. She might live in Florida now, so that's like nature's revenge, I guess. I'm not really, <laughs> Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, now you are coming to us from London. Yeah. Um, I know you did grad school there, right? But mm-hmm. talk to me about getting out of America. You're so smart. You got ahead of the game. You said, I'm out of here. It was like, Nia currently resides in London. Can you I help said, us wow. escape from this rotting hut? Yes. Can we come? Oh, my gosh. I... So I will intern I for you. I will fall intern. in love. Please, please. I mean, whenever the actor strike <laughs> is over. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> um, I um I was working here on and off for the past like six, five, six years. Like I did industry, and then I did Top Boy, and then the Marvel movie shot here, and and I was like, hmm, I think I'm gonna use this Marvel movie as an opportunity to see what it's like to actually just be here oh my god is that mabel <laughs> yes mabel is oh in the background god. wait she, is. she won't come i have a dog who's like the same size but she's a complete psycho um <laughs> she's actually very well behaved if i'm not around because she is like she's a, a liar but um <laughs> she's 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 probably hiding under my bed for no reason oh. but anyway i decided i was like i really really like it here i really like it here and i I can see myself like settling here. And so, um, my, ne- my movie I'm supposed to be shooting or should have shot already, um, is also in the UK. So I was like, I should just hang out here for a while. So that's the plan. What? So okay. you guys should see to, you need to see to get a job when you can act again. <laughs> okay. Well, no, sure. Sure. What? Just Wait. get a job. Nia DaCosta says, <laughs> okay, mom, what is it about? What is it about the UK? I mean, I love I you know uh, British comedy speaks to my heart in a, mm, a way. Yeah, it raised you. British comedy raised you. Not really. Okay, because I hate because it was like what the nerds liked, and mm, I wanted yeah. to be like you know like Monty <laughs> Python when I was growing up. And I'm yeah. just like I got like I I can't just dive into that. I can't go that far. I yeah. have to like mm. I'm already a Jew in Christian country. I like can't. <laughs> you can't be a nerd. Also be a huge <laughs> yeah. dork. So oh, I stayed away from it until I encountered coupling i think was the first i father, love coupling. father ted so oh it's great uh, except yeah. for the fact that one of the creators is a crazy insane transphobe now so now so like, we now. we didn't know at the time do you know what i mean yeah, so, sure, yeah. he went, you uh, go through your process and he probably didn't know at the time he was making father ted that he was a transphobe either so <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> probably no the idea. other creator so, great anyway so yeah. <laughs> just a side note 
What is it about the UK? Because I mean, you, you know, it's you know ruled by the Tories at the moment. Brexit, Ooh, oh, like it's oh. got some of the same kind of fucked yeah. up shit that America has, but yeah, it's still cool. But yeah, what is it that speaks to you? That's not as mm. uh, gross American. <laughs> <It's> American. <laughs> you know, it was really a practical thing. It was less political, and it was more like, um, you know, being from New York City. It's like it wasn't just you know, like, tough boarding school stuff that, like, makes you hard. It's also, like, growing up in New York City, in Harlem, which I love, but, like, where, like, once a week a man's following me home, you know, like, you can't make eye contact with the wrong person, otherwise a whole incident erupts. Like, you have to shield yourself all the time. And that's really helpful, but also I I do wish, like, in ways that I were softer, you know, Um, or more naturally. Um, And also it's a very ambitious city. It's, like, people are there to fucking get <laughs> shit done which again is amazing because i have that drive and that's served served me as i'm sure it served you as well um but um sometimes i want to like sit down and like not have to be <laughs> like i have to be going and when i got my master's here i remember being like man i'm just gonna work in a coffee shop and sell a play every day. <laughs> <sighs> it's gonna be great and i would like i would like write during the day and like at night like go see a play and like or like play skyrim with my roommates or whatever and then i had to go back to america and as soon as i went back to america like it took two months for me, me to be like i need to be huge i need to take over the world like it's so crazy so i feel like the energy in london is like oh more calm it's a slower pace like slightly slower pace more community oriented um, more life oriented in ways. Like people are leaving the office, like the production office at 6 PM to go spend time with their families. Like wow. it's really, which at first you're like, excuse me, we need to be working. You know? <laughs> um, but actually like genuinely do not get calls on the weekend about work. Like, wow. and this is like, we're making a movie, you know what okay, I mean? Like, we need to change our pilot. We need to get that shit in London. <laughs> we got to set it in the UK. It's, it's really, and then 10 hour days, you know, like it's great. Oh, wow. That is, like yeah, you get yeah. to have some balance. I mean, that's been the thing for yeah. me, I think, in moving to L.A., what you're saying. And I don't know, if it, like, yes, New York is where you get stuff done. I totally get that. I think for me, as a stand-up, definitely, mm. I was like, you're supposed to be out every night. You got to hustle. Mm. But there's something about moving to L.A., which is a one-industry town. Like, I imagine it's what it is to live in D.C., where you're like, well, mm. I am in this. Everyone around me is in this. If we go out, we're probably networking in some capacity. And it's yeah. really just broken me (laughs) like in the strikes and stuff and i think it's a mentally los angeles is a mentally ill town dc is a mentally ill town Mm. right there is something like very deeply wrong with if your town is just one industry yes i think it's like well you need you need that diversity to keep it afloat as evidenced by these double strikes you know decimating the livelihoods of millions right now it's like oh this is not a game but it's like but that fe- I, that feeling you said you had in New York is like I think the what I have here, but yeah. then at the same time, my animals are here and I ain't gonna go nowhere. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like I guess I'm settled and sorted for the most yeah. part. Animals. I mean, my dog loves LA. Like she, um, she's from Texas and she's a rescue. And she and I was like, and I liked LA for her as well. Like and I like LA, but like for those very reasons that you mentioned, like. I can't live in LA. It's just too scary. I'm too, it's like you're too available. I like being like, oh, like whenever you're in London, I'll well, have a general, you know? Because people do come through here, but like it's really, it's a lot. Also the driving, not to say the same things everyone says, but like, and I love to drive. I actually really like driving. Oh. And my car's in LA. 
<laughs> By the way, Nia, I, when you were talking earlier about like uh, uh, taking charge or something, I forget the exact phrasing you used. What yeah. I imagined was you as like a 1920s director <laughs> with a big megaphone <laughs> yes. and wearing what are the little sock things? Like the jodhpurs? Yes, that's, that's how I <laughs> oh imagined Oh my God. You. I, I need to if, do that. You should. I don't know if that's your directing style. Your but... first day on like the next, you <laughs> oh know, the next week, your first day, you just have to wear that just like to open up and be like, this is a traditional set. Sure. Wait. Exactly. Your next yeah. one's an uh, adaptation of Ibsen, right? So yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Right. You're right. I, I should go back, back in time. <laughs> I really should. Okay, wait. Can I Can I ask? Because you are precocious, I'm just going to keep going back <laughs> to this. No, 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 I'm just curious about now. your dating life being a kind of like precocious I imagine person. you don't have time for these hoes. That's like the energy I'm Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's also like. don't have time for these hoes. There's also like being ambitious, too, that like weighs into it. But I'm cu- kind but of curious. very direct. Like I could just see you not being into the rigmarole of the dating game. Tell us, tell us. Oh, my God, that's so funny. I literally just spent lunch like talking about like the various um situations um, the thing is situationship no i mean oh lord jesus i forgot like this is what this is. <laughs> but i'm ready um no um i so the, here's the gag um i'm a straight woman so i just my time is wasted all the time and <laughs> and um and, I, and i've never been in like a in like a long long-term serious relationship and <laughs> my dating life has been leaves a lot to be desired for myself um what I hear a lot is like, oh, you're so busy, you're intimidating, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, no. There's a whole other thing being in England and British men, which is like really funny to generalize, obviously. Um, <laughs> but the black British men are really out here looking good. Listen. <laughs> I mean, that thing, not that you're looking like, to be black, but I'm saying like when I think of like it's a black true. Brit actor. And like, also, um, as my friend who's British says, the in it blacks. Um, <laughs> Great, love them. You know, we're all we're all one diaspora. Um, but yeah, it's um, it is dark sided uh, dating men in these streets. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I'm also very like I'm very social, and I'm very like if I I ask people out as well, and like um, and so you know, I'm actually currently in a period of like dating uh, quite a bit. Oh. Um, for me, because usually I'll go like <laughs> months and months and months without seeing. Um, you know, the inside of a bedroom that's not mine. So, uh, <laughs> um, um, God, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I definitely am not able to make myself smaller to f- appear less intimidating or to like, you know, like there's this guy, this British guy and my friend who's a British guy, um, was like, um, I was like, oh, I heard he fancies me. So I'm just going to like ask him out. And he goes, no, 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 no so dramatic um he was like you can't do that and i was like well how the hell am i supposed to he's like so you have to get the friend who told you he fancies you to have like a group hang and then here's what you do he goes step one group hang two get him drunk and i was like honey (laughs) um you know that you know we've we've moved on culturally from this uh as a dating (laughs) tactic he goes no 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 but the british i was like you're so crazy um so i didn't do that um, I was just that's like, also giving like let's hang out sophomore year of college <laughs> do you know what I mean when it's like we need a group really hang is. and then maybe yeah. I can peel them away and then make literally like, no no yeah. no it's like you're but like, you know what it is <laughs> exactly but you know what it is and this is the thing I think that's a problem God, I'm being so uh, general but like the thing with dating straight men sometimes is if they feel any sense of pressure yeah. 
they're like, oh, oh my, oh my head, my my head, oh, I'm so confused, and you know, like they're so um, fragile, bless, and uh, <laughs> um, no, but I mean, but I'm also like, you know, like there, I've, I've dated amazing men, and like obviously people are different, but you know, it's um, it's cursed. Well, you are, you know, you're in Colonizer Central, right? So these are extra know, fragile. Crazy. You know what I mean? These, yeah. I mean, a British man is very fragile. You know, they're they're just having stuff, well. and then they go, "What do you mean? We, we used to own everything. What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, "I don't they're understand so what's happening." And it's like, "What?" <laughs> but I know I felt that I felt that same way. Like I, I'm almost like annoyed that that's still the case because I'm like, mm. "Yeah, that makes sense." I'm like, "When are these men going to get over this?" Like, yeah. I, I always kind of felt that way. I was like, I remember maybe a year or so before I met Andy. And dated our friends for a while before we started dating, but I just remember being like, I don't know if I'm ever going to find anybody because, like, I don't know if I really respect any men mm. because so much of the approach, because <laughs> so much of the approach is like, well, you can't scare them and you can't say this and you can't do that. And I was like, if I have to, I was like, why am I doing all this for these people? Yeah, and I was just like. And so then I was like, you know what? At best, I'm just going to find somebody who don't work my nerve too much. Like, I never really thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because I realized, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. This is, I don't know if it's supposed to be this hard. Or I'm supposed yeah. to have to hold back so much. Because I it's certainly spent a lot yeah. of time. And even still, right, I'll say to you, where I'm like, I know I'm a lot. Or, you know, like, I was so conditioned to feel like I was too much. Mm. That I and then after a while I was like you know what but other people like me and I'm thriving on the stage so it can't mm. be that bad so yeah. then I was like no they too delicate I just don't know and then yeah. I was like kind of off it and then I always think you know once you say you off it you know I think it changes your pheromone and a man will smell that shit and then they come finding you for far <laughs> and then he's like knock knock bitch <laughs> <laughs> but, not, but that's the thing not even right because we were friends I think if all right we had just like maybe started dating was like we were friends for a good six months we were like we would uh, g-chat all day because i was bored at my mm. job he didn't have a job and we would just g-chat and it was like that was the time to kind of like because mm. you can kind of say anything you want in g-chat test the waters mm. be like what's your personality <laughs> like you know kind of what, yeah. what can i get away with mm. and that like kind of made it so that then finally when i was like i guess i'll go to greenpoint to kiss him <laughs> I love you know that. that's a step to go from harlem to greenpoint no. oh that's a that's a journey right, yeah oh yeah that's like uh Oof. oh someone should hey I'm pitching an idea here. <laughs> Someone should do an Odyssey type thing. Odysseus uh-huh. type traveling, yes. traveling the length of Manhattan for a hookup. The... <laughs> from Washington Heights to Greenpoint. I've gone from Washington Heights to, to Park Slope. Wow. wow. Yeah, see? Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. work. Yeah. That's At the like work. midnight. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I... Well, the trains are running local. I, yeah, yeah local. I said, I need to go home. And he, he was really surprised. He was like, oh, um... Okay. And I was like, well, you, I was like, we just want to sleep in our own beds, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah. Uh, Bless, bless him. We're still friends. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, have you had any long-term relationships or has it just been a lot of dating? No, a lot of, a lot of working, Uh, but no long-term, no like deep, intense, like I love you so much situations. Yeah. And now what's your relationship, if any, to therapy? Love therapy. Um, In therapy. Love my therapist. She's in Pasadena. Okay. So you're also talking to um, her at 7 p.m. <laughs> like uh, Literally 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, and it just tells you how much I thought, like, how, like, how my brain works. So I was like, okay, I will do therapy, complete therapy, get my therapy diploma mm-hmm. while, I, while I'm in L.A. for this movie. And then I will move on <laughs> to I'm life. Done. I'm done. Um, yeah. I know. It's so funny. But now, no, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's really important. And... 
really helped me just like become more self-possessed, become more me. Like it's been really, I really like it. What was it that led you into therapy Same in question. the first place? Yeah. My subconscious, because I literally, my first session, arms crossed, literally like, yeah, so like basically, I'm basically fine. Um, just maybe <laughs> I should process some stuff. Um, and I think something happened in my brain where it was like, oh, you're ready? Okay, bitch, here it all comes. And I was like, woof, like, okay. Jesus. But I know like, you know, with talk therapy, like with therapy, you get kind of sicker before you get better. Like it all comes and then you sort through all of it and then you, you know, whatever. Ooh, it really came from my ass. And, um, <laughs> but it really, but I also was like, I was on post in Candyman and that was a really tough part like process and um and it was it was really really helpful um and now it's funny because i went from like that like, really intense period to now where i'm like and so then this boy texted this and i was like <laughs> wow that's crazy so i feel like i'm in a good spot right now you know <laughs> yeah yep. you might want to go down to every other week but i love her so much <laughs> well that's good i'm i'm on a i'm in a therapist journey i just Mm. called one lady because also she prescribes medication i think i'm gonna need a two-pronged approach and yeah. um it was funny because it was like a phone consultation right so it was like 20 minutes mm. over the phone and i really don't like that because i really need to see someone's face to kind of know mm. how they're taking the way i'm telling them information right yeah. you know what i mean and so yeah i, I got what i got up, i was like i told andy i was like she might be a bitch but i think <laughs> i'm gonna go for it just because just i need to like get started but i'm not yeah, sure yeah but um Andy, Nia mentioned Candyman. This might be the time for you to ask your hard-hitting question. Yeah, I asked Naomi if I could uh -oh. ask this, and she was like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, I said uh, feel the vibe. Oh, yeah, you said feel the vibe, and I think this is right. Why didn't mm. Candyman just kill white people? That's what Andy Why did. did he? Why didn't he? I just wanted Candyman oh. to just just kill white people. Just go Who around. Who did he kill? It wasn't white. I can't remember. <laughs> towards, I thought towards the end, there were, like, it's been a while. Wait. I'll say this, Candyman. No, everyone was white. Everyone, Andy, okay, there great. you go. I'm pretty sure. I mean, <laughs> I we not. were we would joke, we would we would joke. I'm mean, actually, I'm not telling you a joke. Never mind. But yeah, um, <laughs> I'll tell you off camera or off <laughs> off the record. Um, no, I mean, no, yeah, we we almost actually had. Um, actually, no, yeah, we, it was everyone was white, and it really was just like it. It was it was really just like um, in the first movie. The question is like, why is he killing? black people like why is he yeah. terrorizing the hood and and then of course chasing this white woman it's really funny um <laughs> and in our movie we're like oh no because of the way it's changed like it would actually and it's about justification it would actually be this would be who he's yeah. attacking but also these would be the people who would have you know the audacity to, to do the Candyman thing and like <laughs> he's literally like the epitome of like if you don't talk shit there won't be shit if you keep right, your right. name my name out of your mouth you're good, baby girl. So, um, Sorry, so I'm yeah. Amend my question. Why didn't he kill yeah. more white people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, it was a cat as well. I forgot. Yes, 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 yes. I thought towards the end. See, it's been a while. And it's interesting because we are so COVID conscious. Mm. I, 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 we've seen so few movies in the mm. theater, and that was one of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, Thanks yeah. for going to see it in the theater. One of five movies we saw in the theater. Oh, my God. Wait, what was your first movie back in the theater? That was... For my birthday, when we rented that theater. No, no, no. It was Cruella. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because we had some friends who would, like, rent out, you know, uh, um... Mm. We like some, over we AMC. Have, we have some wealthy friends. That's we have some fancy friends. Friends. That's great. <laughs> so I was like, yes, please, thank you. Yes. With a that's select amazing. group. That's so um, good. So that's what, that was the one, because I was like, it was funny, because I was like, do I like Cruella? I don't know. 
know. I liked it. I think <laughs> like, I saw it at my friend's house. I enjoyed myself. I, I did, thought it was I did yeah, like it. I liked it. But I didn't go in being like, I gotta see Cruella. You know, yeah, I was same, embarrassed yeah. to say I liked it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this isn't my dinner with Andre. Why am I? Why am I watching this? No, I was very much like, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to America to see Candyman immediately. Open oh, that's, that's very thank important. you so much. That's very important. So wait, Nia, did you when you when you first called to start therapy, was that just yeah. on a whim? Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about it for a couple of years, and 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 it's suggesting it to all my friends, and I thought maybe <laughs> maybe I should try it. Um, and then eventually, I was like, okay, let me just do it here and I'm sure part of me was like I'll just do it in LA while I'm here for this like six month period and it will be boop and that's that um but yeah it was really just like I had other friends who were in therapy and they really liked it and I was kind of the group therapist so obviously I probably needed therapy the most (laughs) um and um yeah it was just it was kind of a whim but I think I part of me knew like this is going to be very important. I wish I started earlier, actually. I have a question about what it is to mm. be a director because it actually seems like terrifying to me. Like it was so mm. funny when we were doing Mythic Quest, because like you know a lot of people have like jumped into direct from the cast, and like one people mm. was like Naomi, you got to direct, and I go absolutely not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't. The idea of everybody needing you mm. that entire time, right, and you having to have like an mm. opinion and a plan on every little thing. Yeah. How are you managing that? Because even though, of course, you love it, you're a director, I still think it's not, like, chill. It's still stressful as hell. Yeah, it's not chill. No, it's super <laughs> stressful. It's not chill. Um, I mean, I am in therapy. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, it's that part of you know? it. Because you said you started it when you were working on something, and I wondered if yeah. working kind of brings that stuff up. Because you, when you have all eyes on you, you um, got to, like, have it together. Yeah. I mean, directing definitely brings up all your stuff. Um, my first film, though, was my movie, and I wrote it, and I directed it, and my producers were um, amazing, and they were like, this is your film. Like, they're there to help me make this as good as it could be, and my, um, my like, primary financial producer who had Final Cut, who's a, who was amazing, she was like, her notes would be like, here's what... If this is what you're trying to say, cool. But if not, like, let me help you figure out a way to say this. Then, like, you know, it was like that kind of those kinds of notes. Oh wow! Um, that kind of respect for me as a as a filmmaker and as the person who like conceived of the film. Um, so you know, it's hard and it brings stuff up. But you are, it's it's different than like doing a studio film um, with like big brands and big names and like IP, where you are not the center of the creative universe. Uh-huh. Um, and that's a whole different kind of hard, you know, and, and that's a different balance to learn on thing on every film. And, and I think I said this earlier today, actually, but, um, Mira Nair said like, Oh, like directing is really lonely, which I didn't understand until I did studio films. Cause it's like, a, it's just a different thing. It's a different kind of community. Um, so, and also like when the budget's bigger, it's less like we're all scrappy, a scrappy family. It's uh-huh. really like, you know, you're trying your best to get this to be as good as possible, but like people have opinions and mm-hmm. they might have more power than you or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, um, it's interesting in that way. Um, not that I didn't have like really positive experiences on both of my studio films, but it's just a different yeah, it's a thing different to learn the whole thing. Yeah. 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 When you go from that, cause I, I think one of the problems that I've had is that kind of like going from something where like I can control every part of it. Mm to something where 
I have to listen to other people. There are other people and sometimes their opinions are good and sometimes they're not. But even when they're not, you kind of have to take what they're saying into account and deal Mm. with it. And and that's the part to me that's difficult is smiling while you eat a spoonful of shit, I suppose. (laughs) But this is where, and I'm going to say for you, don't you sometimes feel like this is where the white schools helped us? Because sometimes I really do say the white schools have really helped me ultimately (laughs) deal with some of the work Mm -hmm. of this bit. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because when I was in those environments, you learn the ways in which your blackness, your your womanness is like distorts everything you do and say. Um, like <laughs> I remember when I was in high school, this guy called me like big or like you're so huge or something, and I'm like I'm five nine. He was six two and like a built guy, and I was like wow, like am I or are you just perceiving me that way because I'm a black woman? You know what I mean? Like what is like, what is actually going on? Like, and it's like seeing how your voice carries louder than other people's voices or like your, you know, disagreements sound like, like aggression or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's useful to learn how to navigate, how to talk to every kind of person, um, without them feeling threatened. And also like, I just am at the point now where I'm like, we're going to be real honest and really clear up front. Like, <laughs> and if you can't handle this level of discussion, like an energy, then like, we don't need to work together. It's fine. But I, but I got to a place in my career where I can have that conversation up front now, which is really helpful. Yeah. Um, and I'm also more confident as a person, but it is super helpful going to predominantly white institutions and, and learning how you, how you, how you affect the space. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I think like going into doing, a studio film, especially something like as big as Marvel or something as branded as like a Jordan Peele movie based on a fucking cult classic horror film. It's, it's just a process you have to learn. It's just a system you have to learn. And after going through them both once, it was like growing pains and hard, but I'm like, Oh, now I know how I would do that actually, if I choose to do that again. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And that's helpful. Um, I'm currently in a space where I'm like, whew, I just want to make my own stuff right now without, I want to be the center of the creative universe again. Um, but I've learned these amazing things, um, about, uh, about like working in these different systems. And when I feel like I want to do that again, I can. When did you start learning that? Because it took us a while. Like we finally, I think with the. I can't say anything about it on a recorded meeting, mm. but the thing we're doing now was finally where we were able to say, mm. like, the, we're we're choosing the people we want to work with because we know they're good, yeah, as opposed to just like someone's offering hoping us something and, us, and yeah. hoping hoping yeah. it works out well. Where we're like, mm. we know these people are helpful and that they're actually going to give us notes, like the notes you got were that like is helpful as opposed yeah. to hurtful, and yeah. you just have to like yeah. gritted teeth through it, <laughs> yeah. No, but you're saying like, how do you, when do you learn that? Is what yeah, you're when saying, did right? you learn that? At or, the end, like. <laughs> but sort of how many, how many projects do you, when, as you said, in terms of your confidence, because now I'm like, I need to get this therapist in Pasadena. But also he said like with the ability to, you know, how many projects did it take before you were like, hey, this is how we do it. This is, this is me mm. and this is how I move through this space, this right? Where did you get that comfort? Where'd you get that comfort? There were just a number of situations where I was like, I feel like this is, we aren't doing this the right way but I don't know anything. I'm just a baby. Um, and, and I was right. And that had to happen like on one, two, three, 
three, four or five projects before I was like, all right, (laughs) I know I'm right about this, actually. Like, I'm wrong about these things, and that's cool. But this that I feel in my gut, like, that is right, because it's been proven right. And people have told me, Nia, you were actually right about that. And so that's sort of, you know, thankfully, like, I feel like I'm at the beginning of my career. So I'm like, okay, I've taken these lessons, and now I can move into this next stage with all of that and, and dictating more about how I work and what works and what makes sense. Um, but yeah, it took, it took like <laughs> three full projects, a couple of things that mm-hmm. are slowly getting to where they need to get to, to be like, Oh wow. Like I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We have to take a break, but I want to ask one mm-hmm. more question. Cause I'm curious because it seems like, okay, the way that you're setting this up is, you know, you have to kind of fit in with some of the like entertainment, Hollywood filmic stuff. And then when you're, is it, is it that like, I'm trying to figure out this interplay between you as a director and you as someone who's dating in the world. I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if like when you just don't want to deal with bullshit when you're dating, like you're like, I'm, this is me. I'm me. I have to kind of deal with, I have to for my career, but Mm. I don't have to in this realm. And so I'm just going to be me. Does that, is that true? Or am I just like putting that on you from 40 minutes of talking? (laughs) No, I have, it's like so sad. I have so much time for nonsense in my dating life. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a shame. I really wish I didn't. But, um, you know, that's the new thing I'm living and learning through. Um, No, I will say, though, um, when I was, uh, I had like a brief stint on Hinge. And um, like one in every five men would be like, what are your interests? And it'd be like, Marvel movies. And I was like, ah! Can't do it. Can't do it. So it is interesting. I wanted to text Kevin Feige and be like, you're ruining my dating life, Kevin. Um, He wouldn't care, though. Uh, Bless him. But um, (laughs) but, yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah, just getting all these like DMs like, when's Wolverine going to show up? (laughs) Is Gambit in the Marvel? Oh, if it were up to me. Oh, wait, let me not say anything. It's not the fucking Marvel. He's not. Yeah, I know. Look, we're taking a break. (laughs) <laughs> We're taking a break before we get a cease and desist. We'll be right back with Nia Dacosta Handy. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And... Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Now, y'all, let's be real. When it comes to fitness, starting is everything. Getting up the energy, setting the time aside, making the exercise plan, and sticking to it. It can be tough. As someone with a constantly changing schedule, sometimes I'm working, sometimes I'm on strike for six months, sometimes I got three jobs. It can be tough to make exercise a constant. And then once I'm out of exercise rhythm, I'm struggling to get back into it. 
but Peloton. What do I always say? Peloton. Peloton helps you start no matter what level you're at. Wherever you're starting, there are thousands of classes to get you moving. Whether it's a beginner or advanced ride, a feel-good live DJ ride, or artist-themed rides, we've got something for you. And the Peloton bike instructors keep you motivated from day one. They'll show you the basics, help take the guesswork out of your workout, and encourage you to build from there. So that's how you get stronger, fitter, toner, baby. And there's no chance of getting bored because Peloton Entertainment keeps you moving. You can watch your favorite TV shows and live sports as you ride. Perfect for those days when you don't want to miss a thing. So wherever you're starting, get moving with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. With Nia DaCosta here to help you handle your scandal. Now, Nia, you also said you were looking forward to giving some bad advice. And I said, <laughs> that's exciting to me. Because it's so funny because Andy's like, okay, let me talk about the dichotomy in your dating life. And I said, I think because you are showing up to work, you know, done and ready. You just got time for messiness and foolishness. Like mm-hmm. when you're not working, you say, honey, let the chips fall. Come what may. Yeah. Who's going to play true. Nightcrawler? <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Don't give her flashbacks to him. Uh, We get questions from all over. We get them from Twitter DMs. We get them from Instagram DMs, from Gmail, from voicemails, of course, our favorite. Naomi, what is that number? 323-524-7839. Y'all, three-minute limit. You got to start with your pronouns and your log line because you can't be getting cut off because sometimes you be getting into the details, but then I don't get the question. Okay. So FYI. So here we go. Hi, Andy, Naomi, and guests or guests. Uh, my name is Amber. Pronouns are she and her. Um, I'm calling because I'm kind of been frustrated with dating or I guess last year of in my case. Um, I'm almost 30 and I've never been on a date, never had a boyfriend, never been kissed, nothing like that. And for a long time, I thought there was something wrong with me. I'm plus size, so I think my weight kind of takes things um kind of weighs on, so to speak, weighs on that, and I didn't think that anybody would like me because I'm plus size, but now that I'm getting a little older, I'm realizing that that is not true. I just, I've been on apps, um, and nothing has come from that, and also I would much rather meet someone in person than on an app, um, but I don't know where to go. Kind of a homebody, and my job, I work um, not a nine-to-five, but close-ish to a nine-to-five, and I work um, five days a week, so weekends are really my only time um, for, like, fun activities because I get really tired after work, and I don't don't have the energy. So I don't know what to do to meet people. Um, I like to think I'm a pretty smart person, funny. Um, most people that I know enjoy being around me, so I guess that's something, but um, let me stop babbling. I just want to know where I can go to find somebody that could potentially be a relationship and be a partner because I have no clue where to start. Um, Thank you all for taking the time to listen and answer my question if I was chosen for the show. Um, Congratulations, Naomi and Andy, on your marriage. Um, so, so good to see those pictures on Instagram. Um, thanks for listening. Bye. Okay. Nia thoughts. Nia, you're out of these streets. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you're I literally took notes, um, because I was like, I want to make sure. Um, 
I will say, like, I identified with, like, so much of her, like, because I, I didn't date a lot in my 20s. Like, I was like, something's wrong with me. You get older, you realize nothing's wrong with you. Um, apps are stressful. Um, my first thoughts are, like, I'm so happy she is where she is. Where she, The biggest thing, I think, is, like, realizing that there's nothing wrong with you. You just mm-hmm. need to meet the right people. I think, I mean, this doesn't sound so annoying, but, like, I think... Like, actually, my therapist said this. Go out and be friendly. <laughs> she was like, she literally was like, she's like, go to the coffee shop, read a book, be friendly, be open. Because that's, you know, as a New Yorker, a Scorpio, I'm like, bye. Um, but um, uh, I don't know why I said Scorpio. I'm not particularly astrological. But, um, uh, but like, you know, like I started to find time for my own stuff and things that I actually enjoy outside of work. So like I do, I do pottery and I, I really love a cocktail. So I go out on the weekends, see my friends, see a lot of theater, go to a lot of movies. And like the last date I went on actually, it was a guy I met at a rap party for a thing. And I was like, Hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I actually asked my friend, I was like, is he single straight, et cetera. Um, so I think those things are very, that's practical, but there's like other stuff in there. I think that you talked about, like about being plus size and like how that might affect things, et cetera. Yeah. I think my, there are two things I I need to know. Where do you live? Are we talking Mm. city? Are we talking country? You know, sort of how easy is it to get out and about? Cause yeah. that's look, cause I'm with you when you said I'm tired at the end of a work day. I don't even work a full time job and I'd be tired. Okay. <laughs> so I'm with you. And so yeah. if, if it is like, so that's part of it. And then also, uh, what are your friends like? Meaning yeah. are your friends like married couples kind of homebodies themselves? Do you have some friends who like to go out and about with you? Cause I think that's another way to do it where it's like, me and a friend, and that person doesn't have to be single, but just like a friend who likes to, you know, mm. who's going to be like, yeah, I know what's up, or let's go to this bar, or let's go to this, you know, movie or show or something. Because yeah. that can also just help so that when you're out, you don't you don't feel like, I am out here waiting to meet someone. Like, it's like if exactly. you have a friend, and you that, that way you're at least kind of chit-chatting and having a nice time regardless of who crosses your path. And I And I think that would be it. And I think that... You don't have to do this all the time because let's also be real about, as you said, the weekends of the time. Maybe what you say is like, Saturday, I'll go to like a happy hour type thing. And I don't necessarily mean mm. alcohol as much as that time of day. I'm saying like a four to seven mm. on a Saturday because that means you've had some time to sleep in after your week. You've been able to kind of whatever. And that's the time where you're like, I'm going to go to like the nearby I'm making up shit that people do brewery <laughs> I don't know like, beer garden type that's what she's I, like, like IPA yeah, uh, like, pale ale where you like you know something's like you know like a nice outside get you again I, you know getting you out of the house shaking it up but not making it like so taxing and like taking mm, up all yeah. of your time because I think that when we kind of go out being like I want to date I want to find somebody it's then easy to feel bad when you mm. go out and nothing happens. And so I want to take yeah. some of the pressure off of it. But I do think it's about getting out, setting up your time where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this in the late afternoon. And then like, if nothing pops off, then like I go get, I go have dinner. I go home yeah. and like, whatever. And it's like, because so much of this stuff, I think, you know, you were joking, your therapist saying go out and be friendly. But I do think it's like, you got to go through the motions almost to kind of let the universe know you're out here. Exactly. Yeah. Also, sorry. Something else that I, <laughs> I think is super important. But I feel like women get, like, shamed out of doing this. Like, just saying you're single and wanting to meet someone. Like, I feel like there's this energy of, like, oh, you're so desperate, whatever. But it's, like, no. Like, tell your friends. Like, have them, like, do they know anyone? Like, I once asked my friends. I said, guys, 
give me send me the instagrams like it's we need to just you know <laughs> and literally they sent me picture instagrams with people and i ended up going on a date with someone anyway but we did the whole like casual hang you know whatever but like i think it is because you love your friends they're gonna love people that you might love as well exactly. so i think that's really important yeah did you comment on some guy's thirst trap on instagram <laughs> and that's <laughs> no i said no my friend carlos loved him so much she was like oh there's this guy and i was like oh yeah he seems cool and he's like okay like i'll I'll figure it out and then he was like let's get drinks um and i went for drinks and the guy was there and it was okay. so the, again no pressure you know right. but it was uh it was good um but uh <laughs> not, not love the abs yeah no love exactly oh my god Maybe that's a good or comment. like love the or abs. like devil emoji smiling <laughs> yeah. devil emoji or whatever the hell people send on like the first of all the, the last thing i'm gonna do is publicly thirst after him. Like, let's be serious <laughs> Um, this is Paul Newman, you know, but he's dead. So that's, that's, you know, um, sorry, sorry, Andy, you were saying, no, Oh, what if you go to a movie? This is why I said you you can always interrupt Andy because he gonna say something crazy. <laughs> so before the movie starts, you know it's it's right in the theater. You scope out, you find you find someone you like so you that you, you think is attractive. Mm, you sit down do next to him. And he'd be like, he'd be like, would you like a skittle? You've got to get Skittles. You have to bring Skittles. Okay, so this is predicated on going to a motion picture, getting there early before when the lights are up, scoping out who's available. Standing before. at the front of the theater looking into yes. the crowd. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> bring opera glasses maybe if you want, you know, so you can see in the back rows. <laughs> so funny. Um, no, but, but actually I, that is do a lap. Like if you go out for dinner with your friends, if you're at the bar with your friends, if you're like literally like just and it's not about like why like will someone like me it's like do you see someone that you like like that mindset's really important yes yes Mm -hmm. yes yes and like and i think a big part too because you know you said you you don't have a lot of experience a lot of this initial stuff is less about the kiss the relationship as much as you on a fact-finding mission of like what's Mm. what am i into now what is the kind of person that excites me attracts me makes me feel like i would like to talk to them a second time Mm. that's like part of i think yeah that whole thing of like what am I into? Because I think there are certainly things that went before I was like actually dating people. There's what I theoretically wanted. And then when I actually got down to it, I was like, Oh, I actually don't like this personality when I kind of see what it, you know, what it is. Or like, I was like, I want someone who does that for a living. And then you meet that. And then that kind of person where I'm like, Oh, you might actually have a little bit too much ego on you. You know, that kind of thing. So I'm like, you need to just kind of go through that. But I think, yeah, it's like going to your network of friends and people being like, your girl's out here. Who do you know? Who's not trash specifying, not trash. And also like, does anyone want to come with me to this, concert this show this, this axe throwing bar this oh yeah you'll meet a guy at an axe throwing bar <laughs> you know what i mean like i think that kind of stuff yeah. asking people if they want to do this thing and again i think you just gave it one afternoon a week where you just say who's yeah. out here don't make it your whole life but, yeah and that's what it is and then you know you got to give us a follow-up i need to know if you find anyone who's cute still mm. the desire in yourself Ooh, okay, that's okay. poetry. Still the desire. Because what I, I was thinking about this, and I was like, I used to go, like, I needed a new shirt. And I would go to, like, H&M or something like that. And nothing, I wouldn't like anything, but I would be so, like, I need to buy, I have, I have so few shirts. I have so few nice button-up shirts or whatever, <laughs> right? I need to get one. And I would get one that was, like, ill-fitting or that I didn't mm. quite like because I the, just yes. the desire to have a new thing was what was driving me as opposed to does this thing serve me in any way? Yeah. Right? And I had to get over that. And now my wardrobe. <laughs> I got it. 
<laughs> just like I mean, I might as well be walking the the, the Paris runways. But <laughs> when I tell you this man put on a button down once every forty five business days, okay. <laughs> yeah yeah but but no but it's that it is that kind of just like if you can somehow uh tame that does like just the need for another human being i think that is the thing that will <laughs> allow you to see through the miasma mm-hmm. to to like no the, i know what you mean totally yeah. when you're like i have to like i'm too in the mood to buy so, like, not just in the mood but i'm like i'm on a mission yes. and then you kind of take whatever's in there because you don't want to go home empty-handed the miasma yeah. of desire not to, not okay. to sound like I'm, <laughs> like I'm you know writing the title of a, Berg, of a bergman film or something but... Mia has somewhere to be can you do one more question Mia? oh no I, I can i can hang up okay would question. you like but wait i want to i want to address her talking about being plus size because the way she brought it up made me like didn't sit well with me because this is very different, but as a black woman, you also have, you grow up with this energy, like, oh, I'm less attractive because of this. Yeah. You were told that implicitly, explicitly, and plus size women of all races have the exact same, I mean, obviously it's different, but the same, like, energy of like, oh, you're, you're, you know, less than or whatever. And it's just not, it's not actually real in mm. those sort of, like, actual person to person dynamics. And like, it's real on a dating app, like, you know, black women are the least matched with, Asian men are the least matched with, that's, like, just factual. Um, my guy friends who are bald, that's also a whole thing that they've done studies about, like, they get matched with less, no matter how hot they are, like, it's all this stupid bullshit that exists in those algorithms, but, like, you sound lovely and amazing, and the spirit that you're going into all this with sounds, like, just beautiful, so, like, just take that with you, like, you're, you're gonna find people, and, again, like, your friends are like key because they love you. They know how amazing mm-hmm. you are. And they'll, they'll, I think they'll, it can be doorways. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. I, I just want to put a point on that. Remember algorithms are created by some monsters in Silicon Valley. Right. And they <laughs> yeah. program yeah. their own biases into that. Yeah. We, we all know that by now. Yeah. So some weirdo, <laughs> some weird millionaire some, yeah, in some Silicon weird... Valley is deciding yeah. what makes sense for other people to yeah. connect, who, who to connect with. And it's yeah. like, you yeah. don't know. You I, haven't connected with yeah. a person in 25 years. The same people that like <laughs> get blood transfusions from their own children. To, right. like, I was just thinking lives. about him. Oh my God, that's so scary to me. <laughs> so terrifying. Okay. I'm going to give you a choose your own adventure here. Would okay, you like great. something a little weightier or a little lighter? I think, oh, ooh, I mean, lighter probably. Right. <laughs> but is the, is the weightier question like, is it, should we really help this person? No, <laughs> it's not that difficult. It's not they probably have a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's, uh, could we ask for some lighter? Because all we were getting were like the, the most emotionally devastating questions. Mm, so we mm, asked mm. our audience for some lighter ones. Yeah. So. Okay, let's go lighter. Let's go lighter. Right, I let's... said, we're unlicensed. You can't come to us. <laughs> This only. And then also yeah, every right. guest, we're putting them on the spot to handle the harshest thing they've ever heard. And they're like, it is yeah. 12 p.m. Okay, here okay. we go. Hi, team. I need your help. I'm married, and my husband is trying to get me to do activities that are interesting to him. We're trying to find new things that are interesting to both of us. And so that means him, like, showing me video games that he thinks I would enjoy, which... Spoiler, I'm not a video game person, um, but no judgment if you are. Um, and he came to my Zumba class with me last night. Now, the whole time, 
Uh, he said he was the most uncomfortable he's ever been in his entire life, and he had excessive flatulence, and he was sitting right next to me, and um, was well, sitting, he was standing, he was dancing, and it was just, it was a lot, and he's trying to prove a point by wanting to go back and do more Zumba with me, but I, I don't want that. I don't want it at all. Um, and he's trying to get me to do, you know, things that are outside of my comfort zone. Happy to try new things, but he's really digging in and trying to prove a point. And uh, how do I handle this? Because I can't tell him, you know, that he farts too much and that he's a bad dancer um, because I have been married for a few years. So I realize that that's not nice. Um, but any advice would be appreciated. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay. I'm obsessed with the chaotic energy of this. It's so, I mean, she's driving. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, team, I need your help immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was like is this the have weighty one and then i was like absolutely not yeah uh, oh god, that's so funny what's what zumba a car- cardio like a dance aerobic dance, dance cardio thing yeah yeah okay what do you what do you think what do you think i think you you, you absolutely need to tell your husband that he farts too much you yeah, can't absolutely. just you, come on that's that's you can do that i agree um that he's a bad dancer you don't need to do that to anyone through a zumba because of a zumba class i think if you're like in a situation I've had to tell a friend of mine, like, girl, because she was trying to seduce a man, and I was like, not like this. <laughs> so I think Wait, sometimes you can doing? say, <laughs> that was dancing so very, very, very poorly. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was like, really, I would never, because it's, it's because like dancing is not, it's not about being good, it's about feeling good, but like in the exact thing that she was trying to do, I was like, not like this. Um, <laughs> I feel like, like, you guys shouldn't get into a category of activity and then narrow down. Like, you don't like video games, you're not going to like, find a video game that you like that's fine if he doesn't like exercise classes or dance then you're not going to find that kind of thing but if it's like but if you do like physical activities and it's like okay you can do other things that i don't know because i don't do physical activities <laughs> in that way i do yoga and pilates you know what i mean so yeah <laughs> but like maybe it's like an intramural sports team or like Ooh, I don't know. football Oh, I was going to say a climbing, oh, right? A climb- my oh, thing, climbing, yeah. Because here's what I think you guys need. As opposed to you each dipping into the other space, go do mm. something new together. Go be equally yeah. bad together. So that way, it's not like, you up in my Zumba space. And he's like, up, down, left, right, left, right. And she's like, <laughs> I don't want to. You know, whatever. Now, Naomi, you almost got the Konami code, the contra code. Thank you so much. I just was saying stuff. But it's like, don't. Like, I think that's what you guys need to find. And then hopefully, you know, with your, you know, again, you guys are, you know, you've been together a long time and all that kind of stuff. Like, even if you're not good at it, it should still just be fun to be bad together. And like, you're trying something new. And so that way, it's even footing no one's the boss of anyone else yeah and then like you can find it you but my question I, the one thing i didn't get because she was like he he, he's, he wants to come back to zuma to prove a point and yeah. i don't know what point he's trying to prove oh i get he's it. like if you do it you have to come play you know horizon zero dawn with me like if i come to this you have to <laughs> look see. at all the look at how much i'm doing for you you know i oh, see, see <laughs> i i, I took it as like as like no, I can dance. I can do. Oh, it. oh interesting. Like this kind of like weird male ego thing where it's like mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be great at this. He's like, like I'm gonna fart all over everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be able to tell you. Look, uh, Andy and I've been here the 13 years, and if he was tooting left and right, I'd be like, you gotta go. No, I'd be like, yeah, you gotta in go. a closed space. As far as I'm breathing heavy. As far uh, as I'm concerned, I do not have a rectum. I know, I know, you don't have a <laughs> butt at all. That just doesn't but exist. It's it's just, um, I'm like Ken back there. I love it. <laughs> but I. Think, um, <laughs> 
Yeah, so you guys got to find the new thing. Find something that you maybe always talked about doing but never done or something that's like, and just being like, let's just Pottery. try this. A pottery moment. Yeah. Well, I think they should do something that can, like, because you're so, like, focused on your own thing in pottery. Like, it should feel like it should be something, like, social that they can hang out. Like, board games. Like, I like a good, like, love a good, like, board game situation. Oh, like, I really right. like What's one of your faves? Um, if we're going old school, I love backgammon. Okay. Um, but if we're going new school, I love Wingspan. I love Terraforming Mars. I'm like, I just played a game called Sidereal Confluence, which is insane. Um, but yeah, that's not a board game though. That's more of a, anyway, I'm, this is another nerd space that I live in. <laughs> where I'm just like, I RPG? love games. Yes. What if they do like LARPing or mm. D&D or something like that? Yeah. Oh, D&D is fun. Yeah. But it's so, I mean, dep- again, if she doesn't like video games, I don't know if she's going to be able to like, I'm going to do a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll, it is social. It is fun. Yeah. I'll say this. If you're going to LARP and you're going to, and you're white, do not be a drow elf that's the only <laughs> suggestion what's a drow elf they're like one black character oh. <laughs> they're, they're a race of essentially like dark-skinned elves and yeah. there are Bless many there are many white people who uh, uh dress as them and Is, maybe not so no. much in 2023 but definitely yeah, no. in 2020 <laughs> it's like not halloween's coming up exactly you gotta be careful so yeah so you gotta find yeah you'll be fine you just gotta find the activity where you both are like bad and just try something new together and then no one's yelling at anyone else about doing something wrong and farting. The farting's a separate yeah. issue. <laughs> well, that is that is very true. We might have to take a cooking class first, work Ooh, on some recipes that might uh, not mm-hmm. inflame the tummy. Or go to the doctor and see what's going on with your gut. <laughs> Let's together. go together. Yeah, go to the... What if you went... Okay, schedule. Go to the Mayo Clinic. Yep. Do what the billionaires do. Oh, and schedule full like body yeah, scan. the full body scan, oh, wow, the CT, yeah. the, the oh, MRI. I want one so bad. A lover's MRI. Does this exist? A wow. lover's Can they hold MRI? hands in the machine? Yes. yes. Amazing. That's funny because I thought you were going to say lover's colonoscopy. It's like you both just. I thought so too. You need two bathrooms for this to work. But you take a lover's colonoscopy <laughs> and then that's something new you can do. And then you both wake up and you go clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. Yeah, you do. I, I was listening to Martin Short's autobiography mm. and he's talking him. Tom Hanks, Steve Martin, and I forget one other person would all schedule their colonoscopies together. And then they, the <laughs> night before, they would drink whatever the thing is you're supposed to drink and play poker and then each go off to a different bathroom in, I guess, whoever's mansion they were in to oh do their God. business. And then they would That's all go so in the morning, get their colonoscopies, <laughs> best friends colonoscopies That's together, so funny. and then have like martinis or something afterwards. So okay. wow. it's not I, crazy. I can't believe you can handle a martini after that. I've had two colonoscopies and I'll tell <laughs> oh you, my goodness. I'm yeah. going slow and slow when I emerge. Okay. <laughs> low broth, baby. Just some broth. Oh my gosh. But you know what? That's not what we brought you here for, Nia. No. Nia. <laughs> Nia. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank what? you. No, thank you, guys. Absolute goddamn delight this was. You're a dream. You're a dream. I'm so happy. I uh, Genuinely, I love this podcast. So it's 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 a real honor to be, um, to that, be here. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how to take compliments. I know. But I I'll even. try to. I also have to like, remember people listen. Like, I don't know who be listening to stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, to yeah. me, I'm just on the microphone goofing. And I don't yeah. know where it lands on the other end. And. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. No, but it's it's landing. And I also I love that you like how open you guys are and how just like it's just really beautiful and wonderful. This whole thing is really it's a really great space. So I'm glad you cultivated and like, you know, it's really awesome. Thank you so oh. much. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to try to hold this. Andy, in. Oh my god. See you in your next session. Processes. Processes. I'm Thursday. Thank you so much. No, of course. We'll see you all next time.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.